Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Listen, before I dive into the topic I want to talk to you about today, let me ask you to help us get the word out about this podcast. We don't make money. We don't sell anything. We're not going to bug people, but we want people to be impacted by what we do. So go on iTunes and write a review for us. Share this podcast with other people. Let people know about it. Maybe do some tweeting. Just help us get the word out. We, we think this podcast is kind of a sane, moderate approach to world affairs with a little bit of humor and practical coaching along the way, and we want to see as many people get it as possible. I sure appreciate it. I want to talk to you in this podcast uh, about a trend that I'm seeing happen in American politics and largely in black America, in the African-American community. Uh, Recently, there have been some young African-Americans talk about breaking from the traditional political consensus in black America that's largely left-leaning. You probably have heard that Kanye West talked about voting for Trump and uh, said some things in his concerts and said that if he had voted, he would have voted for Trump and that it's time for the mind to be free and for black America to not be enslaved to the left. Um, You may be familiar with a young lady named Candace Owens. Um, She's raw and she's crass and she uses foul language, but she is making the rounds, getting a lot of press attention because she's a young African-American woman who is talking about, again, this idea that black America has been pretty much pegged to the left and has not really thought, perhaps, this is her opinion, not mine, not really used her mind, had free mind, she says. She talks a lot about freeing the mind uh, and thought about other options. And, you know, I'm glad to see this, not because hey, I'm a hard right-wing conservative and I want to see blacks shift to the other direction. But rather, I'm a moderate. I say this all the time on on this podcast. Uh, I'm a right-of-center moderate. And uh, therefore, I believe there are great solutions on both sides. So if you're hard right-wing and never consider that anything good can come from the left, you're missing wisdom, you're missing ideas, you're missing connections with good and noble people. And if you're hard left-wing and never consider that anything can come from the right, anything of value can come to the right from the right well then you're missing great solutions and so there there are rising african-american voices young african-american voices that are saying hey uh, i know trump may be a strange and difficult personality. He may be irritating. He may have come close, if not actually said things that are racist, but conservative ideas have some value for us. Why are we always slavishly, and that's their word, not mine, slavishly voting uh, with the Democrats, slavishly voting with the left? Why are our leaders always leftists? Uh, Why can't we have some conservatives? Now, of course, there have been some great conservative African-American uh, leaders, and uh, some of them are even my friends. One of the ones I most admire is J.C. Watts, congressman out of Oklahoma. Uh, fine man, fine man, paid a real price to champion conservative ideas that he thought were valuable, not only for the African-American community, but for the nation as a whole. And by the way, this was a, this is a man that's still still living <laughs> and happy and vibrant and, and, uh, and leading a great organization 
Foundation for Children out in Oklahoma. But because he's a friend of mine, I, he won't mind if I tell you that, you know, I've sat with him over lunch and had him tell me about how he was, you know, tracked by the uh, the, the store detectives in, in major apartment stores. Why? Because he was black. Uh, about how he was mistreated by police because he was black, even while he was in Congress. So, uh, my point is that this is not a man who somehow is, you know, breathing rarefied air and whose you know, assumed wealth is lifting him above the trials of the average African-American. Not true. Uh, he's dealt with those things and still uh, he maintains conservative values and believes that a free market approach to a great many things would serve African-American African-Americans well. Uh, in, in this sense, by the way, he's in the legacy of Booker T. Washington, a man I wrote a book about. Um, and uh, I, I got to tell you, I, I, I really am grateful for uh, J.C. Watts. Uh, it just so happens that as I'm recording this, I'm in a hotel room and I'm just about to go down and uh, and sit at a luncheon with Condoleezza Rice. Condoleezza Rice, Secretary of State under George W. Bush, also a conservative, a conservative scholar, conservative politician, conservative uh, Secretary of State, fine woman, articulate, gifted, um, eminent scholar. And I'm looking forward to what she has to say, but she is an African-American American woman uh, who is conservative and has proposed conservative uh, solutions for the African American community. And then, of course, there are others, Ben Carson and the current administration and so on. So there, there, there have long been uh, African-American conservatives from time to time. They're not numerous, but they have long been in American politics. But for the most part, uh, they have not had enough heft, I'm talking about as a group, to shift the thinking of the majority of African-Americans. And I think it's fascinating that a young, raw tribe are beginning to say, let's free our minds. Let's not be slavishly devoted to the politics of left or right. Let's look at what works. Let's look at what what's wise. And you know, one of the areas that I'm sensitive to in this area and, the, and that concerns me deeply, because I, I think, you know, if you listen to this podcast on a regular basis, I have a, a deep love of black America. Uh, part of that, I think, is just God given. Part of it is that I um, grew up with a great many black friends. I live in D.C. now. I attend a largely African-American church. Uh, the majority of my friends are black. I mean, that doesn't give me any street cred. I'm just saying that that's a fact. Um, and, I, and I care very much about the state of black America. I also have African-Americans in my family, which makes me sensitive to issues too. But, but I'll tell you that one of the issues that I think African-Americans have, have not really considered, or at least the majority of them, I know there are many, many African-Americans who know more about what I'm about to mention than I do, um, but is the issue of abortion. Uh, you know, Planned Parenthood is the primary provider of abortion in this world and in America today. And it arose largely from the work of Margaret Sanger. You've probably heard that name before. Well, Margaret Sanger was absolutely without question, and this is not just some insult that I'm whipping out for effect. She was absolutely a racist. She believed that people of color were actually uh, of color because they were of impure race. She actually worked with Nazi doctors uh, in, ha in processes of extermination and processes of testing. And when you see the old films where Nazis are actually using calipers to check the length of the noses of Jews and, and, and therefore to determine that they're an inferior race and so on, all of that Margaret Sanger was part of. I'm not saying she actually put the Cyclone B at the, at the various concentration camps, but she was part of that medical process that led to those concentration camps. There's no question about it. She believed that the white race was pure, that it was superior.
here, that it ought to be genetically preserved, and that the best way to do that uh, was to begin to prevent births among the quote-unquote impure races. And yes, by that phrase, she was talking about African-Americans. So Planned Parenthood was founded on that vision, and even to this day, Planned Parenthood offices are are usually put somewhere near um, poorer and African American neighborhoods. Now, don't I'm not being bigoted in that statement. I don't think that being poor and being African American is the same thing at all. But you know what I'm talking about. There are always African uh, Planned Parenthood offices uh, near poor urban uh, neighborhoods, and even though I can't say to you, as a matter of fact, that the current board of Planned Parenthood uh, holds the views that Margaret Sanger did, their tactics seem to be the same. Uh, They want to offer abortion services to African-Americans. Now, part of that is because they're trying to limit poverty uh, in in the way that they think best. Part of it is that they want to offer free services to the people who most need free help and medical care, and especially women's services. And let me say quickly, to the extent that Planned Parenthood just offers mammograms or other kinds of women's medical care, I'm all for it. But when it provides abortion, which, by the way, I think is in violation of Title X, um, the, the fact is that that comes from a founding vision of exterminating inferior races, which, according to Margaret Sanger, included African-Americans. So what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that here you have an African-American community, which, again, I love and champion and cheer on and am proud of. And abortion has been specifically set on a trajectory in this country to limit African-American births. And we know statistically that more African-Americans get abortions in this country uh, than do any other ethnicity. So here is this issue of abortion. It's been styled by the left as a matter of a woman's freedom and control over her own body, but it actually was positioned as a tactic to, I'm going to put it bluntly now for effect, to kill African-Americans in the womb so that they wouldn't proliferate, so that they wouldn't you know, become more numerous than whites um, so that their quote unquote, and I'm using using a quote both from Hitler and Margaret Sanger, they both use the same phrase, mongrel races wouldn't increase and the white bloodline wouldn't be diluted. Now, what I'm saying is so offensive that it makes you want to riot, doesn't it? But this isn't my view. Uh, This is what gave birth to Planned Parenthood, and this is what's been foisted on the African-American community. So people like uh, Candace Owens, people like Kanye a little bit, although some of my close friends say that this may just be him, you know, doing a little PR and being edgy just for the sake of attention. But anyway, Candace Owens is serious about this. And she's saying, hey, we got to wake up. We got to wake up to the to the to the black Holocaust, which has happened through abortion. And there are others, um, relatives of Martin Luther King and J.C. Watts and others are saying uh, abortion is a Holocaust for African-Americans. And so you understand that it's not just that I'm pro-life. It's that I want people who live in this world and who are active as American citizens, not just to march in a goose-stepping fashion according to a certain political doctrine, left, right, or center. I want them to think. I want them to think about, about what's best for their people. I want them to examine the doctrines and the politics and the policies handed down. I want them to live broadly and to make wise choices in a free market of ideas. And some of these young African Americans are following in the footsteps of some older African Americans and are beginning beginning to question 
the options, are beginning to question the wisdom received. So I celebrate it. I'm glad. Candace Owens much more raw and cussing and angry than than, than I, I would want to, you know, that I would want to exhibit, but 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 at least she's having an effect. Kanye may be doing it from stage because he's trying to sh- stir things up, but at least he's talking about a free mind and, and and not being slavishly devoted to a certain political doctrine. I think that's good for us to hear left, right and center, and so I celebrate it. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.